Welcome back to Between the Lines on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's time to talk a little Chiefs football with Patrick Mahomes, the second, the quarterback of the Chiefs, two times in a row, player of the week. It's birthday week. You might as well be the player of the week again. How are you, Patrick? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, man, you're making it look easy. Uh, it can't be this easy for the next 15 years, can it? No, I mean, it's it's never easy. Uh, never as easy as it seems. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on uh, out there, and we can still get better, which is a crazy thing. Uh, it helps to have the guys around me that I have that are helping me out a ton. The PR staff here told me today that this is the uh, most exclusive interview I've ever had because they've turned down about 50 different requests to the <laughs> office already this week that they're not going to let you get inundated with all of this. What are you hearing from people, from people around you, from fans? What, what, what's because you're everywhere. You're on TV. It's just, it's, it's everywhere. How you, how you holding up? Yeah, I mean, it's a ton of excitement, of course. Uh, but, but it is still early. Uh, we want to make sure we can sustain this. We want to make sure that we can build upon this. And, uh, that's something that we've been preaching already this week. And we're going to keep trying to build and get better every single week and, uh, carry it out throughout the whole season. I think we all knew you were going to make plays. This offense made plays last year. It's a, it's a really good offense and a system. We knew that you were going to make big plays. I didn't see anything close to an interception on Sunday. I didn't see one ball that you put in the air that the Steelers had any shot at. How hard has that been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's always hard in this league. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great players on that defensive side of the ball in this league, and uh, it speaks to the Coach Reed and the coaches and all of them, how they've kind of coached me up, and they've really uh, – They've really prepared me for every single coverage that defense can throw at me. And uh, as long as I take that coaching, don't try to do too much and just stay within the system, uh, hopefully we can keep being efficient and not turn the ball over. Okay, I want you to take me in those seconds before the snap. The The play here is the 25-yard touchdown to Kelsey. It would have been his second touchdown of the day. And you guys have an empty backfield, so you're all alone. you got five receivers. you got three and two. And there are safeties and linebackers on the other side of the line of scrimmage completely confused. They're pointing at each other. They're moving all kinds of action going on with the Steelers. And it's not the kind of action of, okay, we know what we're in. We're changing to this because we see what they're doing. They didn't know where to go. I'm pretty sure that you knew that they were confused before the ball was snapped. Um, what does that feel like when you see a defense now that's reacting to how you're lined up, what you're about to do, and there's confusion? What's going through your mind at that point? Do you just get excited? Yeah, I mean, just to start the playoff, I think I had called the play the wrong way in the huddle, uh, the formation, and so I had to kind of fix the guys at the line of scrimmage. Kelsey kind of alerted it, alerted it to me early, so we fixed guys at the line of scrimmage, and it, it, when I did that, it accidentally confused their defense because it changed the strength and everything. <laughs> and so we got everybody in the right spot, and then uh, – Kelsey, of course, we we saw the covers. They rotated to the cover two type coverage, and uh, he took the middle of the field. And I knew if I was put it out there, he was gonna have a chance to make a big play. And uh, he, of course, he made a great catch and scored a touchdown on it. Okay, so how often does something go wrong? I mean, if you snap the ball sixty times a game or whatever, how, how often do you come out of the huddle or something is wrong and has to be readjusted? And how often are you just changing it right then and there based on what you see? Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, on every single play, I mean, you, you try to be perfect. You try to make sure that you can get the coverage you want. But, I mean, of course, defenses are going to throw wrinkles out there, especially a defense like Pittsburgh who changes out coverages. And so we have alerts. We have we have kills on certain plays. And that's same. then there's some times where I might, like I said, might make a mistake, but I try to limit those. And uh, as long as we can get in the right position before the snap of the ball, then you have a chance of having a great play. Steelers linebacker Bud Dupree on a radio show a couple of days ago in Pittsburgh basically said that he's never seen a young quarterback as smart as you. Um, that they maybe took it for granted last week. They knew your physical skills, but they thought they would just confuse you with all the. And they threw the kitchen sink at you. Um, he said we had no idea that a guy with his second NFL start would be that smart and know what it is to do. Um, that's an ultimate compliment. Has it always been like that for you? Have you heard throughout your career at Tech and whatnot? Hey, we're really surprised by the reads that he makes and the things that he's doing. 
And does that make you feel better than hearing somebody say he's got a great arm? Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes me feel better because it, it speaks to all the studying and the and the extra hours that you're spending are paying off. But uh, it helps when I, ha- I had the year behind Alex, of course. I mean, and he taught me a lot of those things and how to prepare for defenses and blitzes and all that different stuff that defenses throw at you. And then I have Coach Reed and Coach Heck and EB and all these guys that – are really preparing me and Coach Kafka and making sure I'm on top of everything. So whenever they do throw these unscouted looks out there, I'm ready for them. And they, they try to throw unscouted looks out there, and we got it protected with the O-line, and then the receivers made a lot of plays the other day. Okay, I've seen some comments from your dad that he may – he said when he was a rookie and he came up, and I, I used to cover baseball on a daily basis when I worked in TV, and I know how it worked in the Royals' old clubhouse in the 90s and whatnot – if you were a rookie, you were kind of treated like dirt in that sport. They, they, you came up, you had to earn your way, you had to do something for them to accept you. You know, they, they, there's all kinds of weird baseball rituals. You were around that, I think, growing up and saw it. I think today's generation of baseball player is much better. They welcome a guy into the clubhouse now immediately and, and put him under their arm. I've seen your dad make some comments that, hey, it was rough for him. You know, his first year, nobody really wanted to help him. They said, hey, prove it on your own. And he sounds almost amazed that you got the help from Alex Smith last year that you did. Um, and we've talked a lot about this. Is football just a different sport than baseball? Because wouldn't you do that the same thing for a teammate? Yeah, I, I would. And I think it just speaks to the environment that we have in this locker room. Uh, Coach Reed has a great environment and, and gets great people, not just players, uh, that really care about each other and care about this team. And uh, Alex was just uh, the top of that. I mean, he was just a, a great person, and uh, he just – handled his own business, did everything to have a ton of success like he has. But at the same time, he wasn't going to try to shun me or look down upon me. He was going to bring me along with him. And, uh, I mean, it, it's something that I can't ever pay for, I think Coach Reed says. Uh, and I, I truly believe that it's an un, unmatched uh, kind of learning experience I had this last year. So how tough was last year? I mean, there had to be a point somewhere in the season. I know in the middle of the year the offense sputtered a little bit. Uh, the Giants game, nothing was happening offensively. I think the Steelers held the Chiefs to 13 did you think, I got this, I'm ready to play? Did you get frustrated you weren't playing at any point last year? I mean, as a competitor, you're always frustrated when you're not playing. I mean, you you have to go in every single day thinking that you, you, you can be the best. And I feel like if I got in, I could I could do some things. But at the same time, I knew with the level that Alex was running this offense last year and how much success he was having and how much he prepared and seeing him every single day in the locker room that – that he was the guy that needed to be running this offense uh, last year, and he had a ton of success doing it. All right, I know you've been asked a lot about your dad, and I don't think that's fair, so I want to ask you about your mom. Um, I'm guessing you're really close to her, and you've got a really tight-knit family. She wanted to, she wanted you to play football. She encouraged it when we hear all these stories about, hey, they were kind of pushing Patrick to go play baseball. Your mom wanted you to play football, is that right? Yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily wanting me to play football, but she knew that I would regret not playing, and that that's just kind of that, that mom's no type thing. And she knew that if I didn't play that junior year of high school, that I would have regretted being in the stands and watching all all my best friends play and me kind of just being there. Uh, and I mean, it was, she she said if if you do if you don't play, you're gonna regret it. And, uh, and I kind of took that in and I went out there and played. I read a comment that she said that when you went to Texas Tech as a freshman, you weren't sure you were good enough to play at that level. And she was the one that really strongly encouraged you. Got this. You're going to be good enough. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I thought I was not good enough. I, I just think when I was not playing my freshman year and I'm going through all those summer workouts and then I get to the season and I'm working out and doing all this extra stuff and I'm 
I'm not really playing, and I knew I could. I've seen the guys on the baseball team, and they're all getting their fall baseball in. And I knew I could be over there. I, I, I thought about maybe going to the baseball side, but I mean, it never got close enough to where I thought about quitting. So it was not. No, I didn't mean quitting. I just so it was not playing. Frustration is just all that was. Yeah, it was a, a little bit. I mean, you get to those summer workouts, and you're you're doing all those up downs and all those different things, and then you're not on the field, and I mean, you're you're it hurts a little bit. But uh, I, I knew that the process would work out in the end. Uh, you broke your mom's oven at one point. I, I didn't break my Who mom's oven. Who broke the oven, Patrick? My Who little, broke the oven? So my little, I was watching my little brother. Right. He was five years younger than me. Sounds to me like you were fighting with your little yeah, brother. Yeah, I was fighting my little brother, <laughs> and I, 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 I had gotten a little fight with him, and he had an ice pack for some reason, and he threw it at me, <laughs> and I ducked away from it, and it hit the oven that we had just bought that was brand new. So... We had we were in a little trouble when mom got home for sure. Uh, she said she after that she didn't buy anything else until you went to college. Yeah, we I think there was a doorknob that was broken, uh, oven the the ceiling fan somehow got broken one day. Uh, it, it was it was a rough uh, I grew, household. I grew up in a converted attic, and my older brother, who's seven years older than me, pushed me down the stairs one time, and I, I wasn't tumbling. Okay, so I was sliding. It was safe enough. At the bottom was a door, and I busted right through the door. It was a cheap old door. I got blamed for it. I don't even understand how this works. Now, I was the baby, so I'm on Jackson's side, I think, on this thing. You didn't pick on him, did you? I didn't pick on him, but he tried to pick on me, and he, he was he was good at pushing my buttons enough to get me mad. And not anymore. You guys are really close. Yeah, we you? are. He actually been to the first two games, and he's coming to this next one. So we've, we've kind of grown close as we've gotten older. That's really cool. Okay, I want to play a little clip for you from the show on Monday. We had, I don't know, we probably had 30 different people call in over a couple hours. It was unbelievable. People lighten up the phones. They love the Chiefs. They love you. They can't believe what they're seeing. We've never drafted a quarterback here. We've never had our own guy. We've never had somebody that would be like, oh, he could be here 15 or 20 years. That's not happened here. So everybody calling in was saying the same thing. We have a gentleman named Ryan who's been listening to the show for a long time who had some health issues last year and found himself very emotional when talking about watching you play. What's up, man? Hey. Um, yeah, Tom Brady's been – I'm 37. Tom Brady's been – Great half of my life. Um, this guy's special. I'm the I'm the one that went through chemo last year. Um, if he have you go through chemo, you got about 20 years left. Is what they say. I I don't mean to get emotional or anything like that, but if he continues on, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Well, that puts a real perspective on it, Ryan. I remember speaking That's what with you. Thank you, Keesman. I know you. I'll, I'll I'll tell myself to you one time. I'm just telling you, um, and I'll get off here real quick because I'm starting to get. Gosh, dang! I didn't mean to do this. Um, it is so rare to see something like that. That that's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm getting emotional. But no, I just love football. It gave me every thing that I live by. You get knocked down, you get back up. It don't matter what anybody else did. The plays in the past. And uh, I didn't even mean to do this. A lot of times sports fans are over the top and crazy, and we hear wild things, and we forget how this makes a difference in people's lives. That is unbelievable, man. He was really, He's really, really emotional and excited about where the Chiefs are going. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is awesome. And like you said, it puts it in perspective. Uh, every day we're coming here and putting in that work. I mean, we're doing it to go out in that field and win for the fans and win for everybody that supports us. And uh, 
I mean, I've always said the passion that these fans have in uh, Kansas City is unmatched by anywhere else in, in this league, and I'm excited to get to come home, home this week and kind of open up with our home opener, and hopefully we can keep this thing rolling. This thing is going to be crazy Sunday, isn't it? How do you how do you stay calm through all of this? It's going to be wild out there Sunday. Yeah, it is, and uh, I'm going to be excited when I, when, I, when I come out there and get to see the fans and see the, the passion, and that's going to be – it's going to be packed, and uh, we get to play a really good team in the 49ers, and uh, I'm excited just to keep going with this season and see where it takes us. That's really cool. Good luck to you. Congratulations on your success. Keep it going. Yeah, thank you for thank having Thank you, sir. Patrick Mahomes right here on Sports Radio 810.